Morning, gentlemen. Nick. Good morning. How you doing? I'm all right. David. Doug, you know I'm good. I'm a little sleepy, but what's that's your, what it takes. If you want to, if you want to have that iPhone on day one, bro, you got to get up. Listener of the show, Mike, said that this uh, music at the beginning reminded him of Frasier. Dun, 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 I've never seen it. Wasn't a Frasier watcher. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> so I made a little logo here that you can only see if you watch us live on YouTube. YouTube.com forward slash Locked On Hornets. I'm gonna get. Uh, Man, that looks like it would be good on, you know, something you might wear. Yeah. Oh, maybe. I'm going to I'm going to animate that. Oh. Like a shooting star. Well, like the, you know, if you watched Frasier, it did uh, neither one of us did. We just established that. It did. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, baby, I hear the hornet's calling. Toss layups and scramble defenses. Yeah, apparently you did watch it. Hey, real quick uh, moments update, Doug. I'm sorry Steve isn't here, but uh, it's playoff time, and the moments had their first ever. That's right. Moments had their first ever buzzer beater win the other night. Woo! A deep three. That's right. A deep three from my man Kyle. Kyle is a legend on the streets Kyle. of Charlotte. Shout out to Kyle. Always shout out to Kyle. He is like our. He's like our Blake Griffin. Your Jr. Um, Smith. No, no, no. I said Blake Griffin. He's, um... <laughs> well, just because Blake hit bit, one he, last night doesn't mean that... His game is very similar. Okay. Uh, he's quite a bit younger than the rest of us, which helps him. He plays like three games before our game. He goes up to the dad while plays like three games of pickup, then comes to our game and dominates. So needless to say, he's, he's, he's all of our best friend. Okay, Nick, you won the you won the draft.com. I'm going to try to pull it up on the screen here. Yeah. How do you feel about that? I, you know, oh, yeah. it's, it's pretty easy to win when you pick LeBron James. Good job. Right. Man. You know, I, I have a slight bit of experience having having uh, done some Results. sponsored content in the past for, you know, I won't name it because I don't think it's, it's mm. not draft.com. But, you know, shout out to draft.com. You know, we know what's up. <laughs> Kimba Walker. My lamb pick did not wasn't as bad as I I thought it might have been thought <laughs> that might sink you but no it was no it, it was, was uh, no it was uh, Jokic that got me yeah it was my it was my love of of being a great host to my guest Adam Maris. right that's well, what it's funny because I, I was about to take him and then you did so that you know because I wanted to do that for the sake of you know being a good guest well you're a good person Nick start the show you are locked on Hornets part of the locked on podcast network your team every day. In a minute, cuz we live. We live. This is Locked On Hornets, your daily podcast on the Charlotte Hornets and the NBA. We are proud members of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Search your podcast app for Locked On to get podcasts on the NBA, the NFL, and fantasy sports. We got people already in the chat room for this fun Friday. People love the fun Fridays. What up, Ness? We got David in the chat right now. Love being here more than Kyrie loves Milwaukee's court. Oh, that's good. That's good. That's timely. Milwaukee trolling Kyrie with their court and then Kyrie trolling them. With his play. Double M15. What up, Nest? 
Oh, man, it's going to be a good show. we got got uh, Nick Denning from the Capital City. Capital Nick, the mug. What you got? Oh, the the, the classic. Put it in front of your face, all the way in front. Oh, yeah. There you go. Yeah. Oh, man, reruns. Good. Reruns. Great. You're in syndication. The mugs are in syndication now. And from the mean streets of Cotswold, the one, the only, the man, the myth, the legend, David Walker. Good morning, gents. That Milwaukee court was pretty cool, though. I thought it was yeah. pretty cool. It was a good. It was a good TV viewing experience. It really looked like you were watching the game from from back in the day. David, what you yeah. got behind you there? I'm gonna go, I'm gonna put you full screen just because you you went to the trouble of decorating your wall. What you got there? I put it up there for you guys. That is NBA All Star jersey mm. from one Michael Air Jordan. Air Michael Jordan. You heard of this guy? Oh. Yeah. And that is from the Charlotte game. Um, so that's one of my prized Wait. possessions. Chances chances of that falling. You during bought the show, that at the 100%. Charlotte game, or is that a replica? It's a throwback. It's a throwback, Doug. Shout oh, out to Mitchell and Ness. Excuse me. Well, I would have been no, I didn't buy that. I think I'm not that old. I don't you know, you could have. It's possible. Right. How possible. old are you then? Old enough. 13, 12 or something. Yeah. I don't know. Totally could have gotten into the game. Did you did you go to any All-Star festivities during that time? I went, to, I went to All-Star Saturday night. There you went go. to All-Star Saturday night. You, I love how you set that up. Like there was no possibility that you could have done that. And yet you went to All-Star Saturday. I mean, you it's want- a lot of cash for a 12 year old to be you know, carrying around. <laughs> I don't know how I don't know how walkers roll. We roll deep. Okay. But that's not we got a point. Houston. We got a Houston preview coming up. Uh, what's bugging Doug? My my debut segment. This is exciting me because I my my dream, guys. I don't know if you know this about me, but my dream is to one day write a book about my fifty greatest pet peeves. There's a lot of stuff in this world that really just gets my goat, and I want to share it with the world. This is preparing me. This is you're you're going to get an inside look into the creation of my future bug called I'll probably call it now what's bug and duck. Oh, what else? Oh, and what have we learned this week? So, you're going to get an inside look into what what we've taken away from this week in Hornets action. So, let's get right into it. First, let's preview this Hornets game. The Hornets take on the Rockets tonight in the Spectrum Center. Tip-off at 7 o'clock p.m. This is one of two games against the Houston Rockets this season. The Hornets lost both matchups last season. The Rockets are 4-1. and They've taken down the Golden State Warriors. They are playing at a high level right now on both sides of the floor, a little bit different than last season when they really struggled defensively. David, we'll start with you. What will you be looking for from the Hornets tonight? What's the opportunity here for Charlotte? Well, if there is an opportunity this year for the Hornets facing the Rockets, I'm looking at these last three games for Houston, and their turnovers have been a little bit high, 19, 18, and 15 over the last three games. Now, they are 4-1, and one, so it hasn't hindered them too much, but they did need a late game three to beat Philly the other night. And the other thing is they haven't really been lighting it up from three-point land. They're only shooting 28% on the season. Uh, that's very un-Houston-like. And uh, so you, you would think they would snap out of that at some point, but maybe being on the road, maybe traveling. Um, and, and if Charlotte can get another shooting night like they did the other night, that is going to be a way that they could win this game. Nick. Yeah, I think there's, I mean, they're, they're a good team. Um, you know, I think I mean, the fact that Philly played them to the buzzer suggests that, you know, they are beatable. Like this is, you know, and I mean, 
But containing Harden is going to be tough. Containing Paul is going to be tough. I think you know this. The whole struggle from three point from three point line, you can maybe chalk it up to just an early season um, issue. So yeah, you know, I think they'll they'll figure that out. Hopefully, they won't figure it out tonight. And well, and most likely they won't have to deal with Chris Paul because he's still dealing with that knee injury that could keep him out all the way into November. And so, but they will have to deal with Eric Gordon, who, despite he's one of those players, David, uh, you mentioned the the Rockets not shooting well from three. He's one of those players that has contributed to that deficit from beyond the arc. He's shooting under thirty percent for the year, very un Eric Gordon like, yeah. but there, he's still averaging like twenty uh, over twenty points a game because he's getting to the rim very effectively. I think he'll find that a little tougher against the Hornets and Dwight Howard. Yeah, and they're still shooting them. I mean, they're going to shoot 42 about threes 40. per game. Yeah, they're, so they're going to shoot about 40 or more threes per game. So they're going to launch them. Eventually, you, you got to think they will start falling. Um, and that going back to last year, again, has been a bit of a bugaboo for the Hornets. So they'll have to be locked in on, on defense on the wing. Certainly helped to have MKG back. I think he may play a little bit more, but still be on a bit of a restriction tonight. So they'll have to be, they'll have to be mindful of those shooters for sure. I mean, you just got to watch out. I mean, Harden. Look, man, I mean, you remember those games last year with Harden, and he gave MKG fits. He gave the whole team yeah. fits. But he's just able to use his body so well and angle in a way that not many people in the NBA do. It's it's a very different uh, man-to-man you know, strategy defense, I think, for someone guarding him. And he's able to get some of those fouls and, and get in interesting situations to score. So you're right, David. Uh, James Harden did give Michael Kidd Gilchrist fits last season. So I think one of the interesting things, win or lose for the Hornets, that, that I want to watch from this game is, is how differently MKG will guard James Harden if given the opportunity. How much more aggressive will he be with Dwight Howard behind him? We've not only seen Michael Kidd Gilchrist as a wing defender be more aggressive, we've seen Kimball Walker, Marvin Williams all running out to the to the three-point line, over-pursuing because they know they can run the guy off the three-point line and Dwight Howard is behind him to effectively take the the easy layup away. So I want to see that from Michael Kidd Gilchrist and uh, see how differently things things shape up in this one. Uh, I mentioned the Chris Paul injury. The Hornets are dealing with uh, plenty of injuries of their own. They've uh, Mick Batum still out, Zeller, Michael Carter Williams, and Julian Stone, both backup point guards, ruled out for this game. Uh, Trevion Graham is listed as questionable. Um, the Rockets share a point guard depth issue with the Hornets. I mean, they're playing Eric Gordon, who's a shooting guard, and James Harden, who's kind of a guard-small forward combo, but he can also run point. So they're running two non-traditional point guards at the guard positions, and they really don't have anyone behind them that's a traditional point guard. So they went and signed Isaiah Cannon. And David, I know you've been somebody who's been very vocal about wanting the Hornets to go out and find another point guard option while... Michael Carter-Williams recovers from his knee procedure that he had over the summer, the PRP procedure, and Julian Stone out four to six weeks. Uh, So what do you think about this situation? The Rockets, they go out and sign someone that was waiting to play. The Hornets don't. What do you think about that? Is that bugging David? I mean, a bit, but again, it's not surprising. The Hornets tend to kind of wait these things out. But I mean, they were involved, according to reports, in the Jameer Nelson discussions, mm-hmm. right? I mean, they were mentioned in there. So they're at least taking a look. Um, and the, pro- the problem you know, with that, just real quick, David, the problem with that situation with Jameer is a problem that they faced with other options at the point guard position. It's that 
these players that are any good want to have a guarantee that they're going to have a role. And, and that's that's the tough sell, right. right? Because you've got Michael Carter-Williams in the wings. That's the guy they want to go to when he's healthy. And so it's it's a tough sell. Yeah, I mean, my whole thing was just I was terrified about that Atlanta game. Malik did not have a good game. Um, and the backup point guard situation was a mess. So mm-hmm. my thought was, unless you know Michael Carter-Williams is coming back soon and that he'll be able to stay healthy, which I don't know how they would be able to know that, then I would seriously consider signing someone because you're going to face a lot better teams than Atlanta. Now, Malik has played better since then, so they may be willing to roll the dice on this. And at this point, it looks like they may. Uh, but that was just my concern. It was just such a drop-off from Kemba. They were relying so much on Kemba. We've talked about how many minutes he's played, his plus-minus, his off-on-court numbers. I mean, he's been pretty much everything to that point guard spot. And so it just made sense to, to take a look, even though they took a good look at a lot of these guys in the offseason, right? Like they had some of these guys in and passed on all of them, basically, to sign, uh, you know, to go with like Page and Stone, as uh, other options behind MCW. So that that's clearly the route they would prefer to take. So let's bounce off David's point and, and go to Nick here. Uh, so let, let's step back for a second. So so the Hornets, they have their best player at the point guard position, Kimball Walker, and they go into this season with they, they sign Mark, Michael Carter-Williams, who then has the procedure uh, to, to shore up his knees, the platelet-rich plasma treatment on his knees, and then... They signed Julian Stone, who hasn't played a lot in the NBA, played a lot overseas, played a lot in the D League, but hasn't gotten a lot of NBA run. Does that what is that what does that say to you, Nick? That they that they left the backup point guard position so vulnerable uh, so early in the offseason, and then didn't and then haven't really to this point addressed it. Well, they've kind of done this the past like three or four years. If you think about it, they've never really gone for a um, a long term commitment. It's always been sort of a one year rental. Even Lynn was that. Um, all of these guys do have injury histories as well, so it's just kind of been a consistent thing. Um, it's a little frustrating, right? Because if you're yeah. if you're a team that has declared we want to get back to the playoffs, we want to win a playoff series, and then. You know, to do that, I think it was imperative that they get off to a good start and they leave that backup point guard position so vulnerable. And it's, it's, and what's happened is it's caused Kimball Walker to play, you know, 34 plus minutes a night. Right. That can't be good this early. No. No, it's not. And I mean, even though Monk played better um, against Denver, there was that stretch early in the fourth quarter where they uh, Denver was down only 11, you know, and they took a timeout and brought Walker back in because, you know, they needed a point guard out there. So it is an issue. Um, I don't think Isaiah Cannon was going to be the answer. Like kind of David mentioned, he was one of the guys brought in in camp. So I'm like, but, you know, there should be like, I guess I was expecting after the Jameer Nelson, you know, news fell through that he wasn't going to come. I figured, okay, maybe we'll hear something about the guy they end up getting in the next day or two. Maybe they turn their attention and go somewhere else. But it seemed like Nelson was just kind of an exception. They're like, oh, he's available. Let's take a look. And then when he was gone, it's kind of gone quiet again. So maybe there's this thought process of let's, you know, like, let's just try to wait this out. We're, we're two and two. You know, we're monks starting to play a little bit better. Maybe we can ride this out for a little bit longer. But, but I agree. This is this is frustrating because the backup point guard is an important spot, 
and they just seem to be kind of just filling it with different pieces each season yeah. and nothing's long term. All right, let us know what you think on the live chat. Should the Hornets have addressed this backup point guard position in the offseason after the Michael Carter Williams injury? Should they have done something? Or let us know on Twitter at Locked On Hornets. Yes, Nick. Well, I was going to say, look, one thing to consider, though, is as much as we want them to address this, their options have been limited. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So okay, okay. Well, listen, you know, if I go down to the beach and, and I only have SPF 15, I go ahead and put on the SPF 15. <laughs> because, look, you know, you know a, a little bit of a burn is better than a severe burn. Well, I can I mean isn't I, and I also I'm very pale, so I need something. I've got to have yeah, something. You need more than you got to have more than fifteen <laughs> on that, Doug. But I think, um, yeah, that's a that's a good point by Nick. Though their options were super limited, even in the off season, even when all of the options were presenting themselves, right? Like from a money standpoint and from a personnel standpoint, the free agent point guard market wasn't great. I also think they definitely planned on using Nick Batum in some sort of a hybrid role to, to back up some of the playmaking from Kemba. And I'm sure they'll do that when he returns. But to your point, it is frustrating to watch this team year in and year out, not have a viable um, option. That's kind of growing with the team behind Kemba. I think mm-hmm. they would have liked to have kept Lynn here, obviously, yeah. but he wanted to start and he got a better opportunity in Brooklyn. So that made sense. But I mean, that's the best it's been since Kemba's been here, I think. Okay, shout out to a couple of uh, new Patreon members. Chuck uh, pledged his support for the show. We've got a quote who's uh, very, uh, very active on the live chat. So thanks, quote, for joining the nest, being part of this Buzz of Maniacs group that we're putting together here on Patreon. And then Ton, not Tom. I want to make a distinction here. This is Ton, T-O-N. Say Pan? I want to say Ton. It could be Ton. Ton, Ton, thank you for your support. We really appreciate it. And uh, apologies if if either of those uh, pronunciations are wrong. Okay, time uh, time to delve into a couple of things that are bugging me, some things that are annoying me. Segment called "What's Bugging Doug?" And really, guys, I want you on the live chat or on Twitter, and, and definitely David and Nick. I want you chiming in and letting me know if I'm completely off base with with some of these uh, grievances that I have. I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start big with Amazon.com. <laughs> bugging me right now because this whole david this whole you know my thing about alexa i'm already weirded out by having alexa scared of her in my home and now they come out with this uh what is this amazon key or alexa key (laughs) and it's a camera that you install that that will unlock your door for you no what get it out of here listen every news clip that you hear on old you know company x They'll protect your data. Oop, no, they won't. Oh, the company that is responsible for your for your entire credit and life. Oh, well, sorry, we just gave all your information, including your social security number, to the Russians. Sorry. Oops. No way. I'm not letting another tech company anywhere near my livelihood. I'm going off the grid. <laughs> yeah, I'll be interested to see how that picks up. They're doing that. It's smart to do it around this time of year, though, because... Christmas time is when people do get stuff stolen off of their front porch and boxes and stuff like that get stolen. But it is going to take a leap of faith for, I think, some people to put that camera. It is a camera and a lock. It's not a magical camera, Doug. I just want to clarify. You you get the lock portion and you also get the camera portion. And then you get a notification when the person is opening the door and then you can watch them on the camera. I know it's it's, it's not magic. It's an illusion. 
Nick, are <laughs> Nick, would you let a, a camera and a tech company be responsible for your front door? This no, no way. No, you you, you need to watch uh, the Jesus and Mero segment on this because they they're they're right up with you, man. Like no way. This, I don't let. I, I mean, I you know no, I can't. This, this is like this is taking it a step too far. Look, like you know. My like like my UPS and, and FedEx guys don't even like knock. I don't know their names. I don't want to know. I don't want to know my mailman. You know, people are like, you got to get to know your man. No way. I don't. Let's keep the you're you're too much in charge of my private information. I just want to keep this anonymous. Let's just keep this all business mailman. I don't want you inside. Sometimes my house isn't the the cleanest. I don't want you seeing right. judging me. Okay, I got a lot of things. We got to move on. All right, I'm going from Amazon.com <laughs> to Twitter.com. Bugging me right now. Specifically, people with under a thousand Twitter followers who tweet "Don't at me." Okay, <laughs> the point of "Don't at me." is that there would be some danger that a lot of people would in fact at you. You're, you're pro- if you have under a thousand Twitter followers, I'm just going to say this. You're probably safe on people adding you over your hot take on waffles over pancakes, okay? It's like walking into a library and yelling, don't even get me started. Like, no one in that library was going to get you started, okay? Everybody's just trying to do their work. It's the same as people tweeting out, oh man, my mentions are getting torn up. And the tweet has like two favorites and a reply. That's it. And it's like, my mentions are blowing up. No, they're not. Like, it's uh, here's my point it's okay to be small time. It's okay. We're small time. This podcast is small time. We're getting bigger, but it's we're 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 relatively small within the market. That's okay. Just be okay with who you are. You're mid don't this is all about like copying what they see from from the, the from the big Twitter accounts. Like, don't at me, get out of here. Hey, I could I could go <laughs> on and on about my my grievances with Twitter, um, but I will say, as a small timer who has never actually said that, um, it good. You know, look, uh, but you know what? I'm okay. If you have, I'm okay. I'm stepping on toes with what's bugging Doug. I'm not. This is not a segment okay. about being afraid. No, no. Here's here's my <laughs> point. Here's my point. Um, I have, and I think you all remember this, criticized a certain former Charlotte Hornet who found my criticism and responded to it. I think you can recall this. This, uh, so you know, I don't. Who was it? I don't remember this. It was PJ Harrison. Oh yes. Um, (laughs) Was mom? Was it his mom? His mom was very. (laughs) She was plugged in, man. Her tweet that game was strong. Yeah, unless, unless she was running her Twitter account, Twitter account, I don't know, but no, I mean, but that's the thing. Like you think, like oh, I'm I don't I don't have that many followers. I can just kind of say I can make a a very veiled criticism of PJ Harrison starting and the team still performing well despite that. And then you know, five minutes later, PJ is like saying thanks for the love, man. Like <laughs> so, yeah. Um, all right, out of here. That's fair. People, uh, I think people. People want to be brand strong when it comes to Twitter. <laughs> no, Liz, if you have under a thousand Twitter followers, you do not have a brand. That's the point. David no. on, on the chat says, or people with 5,000 followers with the verified blue check mark. The check mark means nothing to me now. I, I'm sorry. The, talk about branding. The blue check mark used to mean something. Does it? I don't think it, I don't think it means anything. And then double M15 says, everyone likes to think they are important. That's it. That's, that's the whole crux of this. 
is that pe- that social media has inflated our self-importance and it's inflated and it's and I think it also it's amplified. I talked to David, um, our David about this, uh, Walker, if you remember, that social media mm-hmm. amplifies outrage that uh oh it was the star trek discovery this new show on cbs all access it's like a digital only star trek show okay and one of their episodes i guess gave some people problems in terms of streaming it was juddering buffering whatever and you know so so all 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 these people were complaining about it on twitter and getting outraged and be like you know you charge me five dollars a month and and i I can't see the show and uh and and then BuzzFeed and and all these different websites put all these articles out. Star Trek Discovery having streaming problems, you know, huge, massive. And then uh, the the people behind Star Trek, I guess CBS, come out came out with a statement and said it was five percent, five percent. But the, but the but social media amplifies it. Yeah, but five percent of Star Trek fans—that's probably a pretty big number. Mm, maybe. <laughs> I have to do some calculations on the neutrinos. I don't know. I, I like Star Trek. I'm just, uh, I'm totally kidding. Um, okay, my final one. Here's my final one, guys. I promise this is almost over. Just buckle in. My uh, my final one. I told you I'm going to step on toes. Are you ready for this one? What's bugging Doug? Hornets fans. That's right. The, and and specifically the Hornets home attendance numbers. They're sitting after two games, only two games, but right now they're sitting at an 85.6% fill rate on the Spectrum Center, and that ranks them 26th in the league, only ahead of, amazingly, the Milwaukee Bucks, who are playing great right now, but the Pacers, the Hawks, and the Pistons. I understand that the Hornets aren't an away draw. I get that. They're not going to pull people in on the road. But Charlotte should be better about supporting one of its professional franchises. The Panthers are eight days a year, and they're not even playing that that great right now. Parking in Charlotte is cheap relative to everywhere else in the country. Tickets are cheap, especially with SeatGeek. Charlotte isn't getting a Major League Soccer team anytime soon. So if you're in Charlotte, get with the program, get to Spectrum Center tonight, and watch the Hornets play the Houston Rockets, and then every other game too, because we lost this team once, you know? Let's. Uh, how about we support the team? Get the. We got to get that home attendance numbers. It's ridiculous. This team's. Yeah, I think it, once they get healthy, I, they're going to be pretty good. I think it'll get better once we get kind of more further along in football season or past it. It kind of works like that. I was shocked by that Milwaukee number. Not the number, but when I tuned into some of these Milwaukee games, there's nobody there. Like especially Pitt, the Hornets. They build a, a new there. downtown arena in Detroit for Pistons yeah. fans. Nobody there. Yeah. Yeah. They got to start um, giving away $5 hot and ready pizzas. I don't bring Well, giveaways. Pizza. It's funny you mentioned giveaways. The Hornets have had some quality giveaways. You've been yeah. at some of these games, Doug. You've seen some of these merchandise products. I mean, the shirts, the hats, I think they're pretty nice, right? The t-shirt that they gave away in the uh, regular season, the home opener, it was a fantastic shirt. The design was great. The quality of the shirt was great. And yeah. there was no branding on it, no, you know, Lowe's or McDonald's or, you know, no major branding. So you can wear it anywhere and not be a giant billboard for a company. That's a smart move. The problem, you know, it's the problem with all of the t-shirt giveaways is that it's going to, you're not, you're going to make somebody unhappy because of this. You got to go with one size, you know? So it's like some, some people, it's going to be too big. It's going to be too small, but t-shirt giveaways are always great. Do you, well, do you think, or- 
Oh, what Nick? Yeah. What? I mean, my, my one theory about the home because that, that, I agree it should be higher, but the regular season usually doesn't start this early, right? It's usually okay. Usually, Good. I, wonder, I wonder if this is a case of like people not realizing, like the average fan going, "Oh wait, they're already playing games." Like I don't know. So maybe let's let's see where this is, like mid late November. You guys are not. You this is not the spirit of what's bugging Doug. You got to join my. <laughs> you got to join my outrage party. I don't like you calming, trying to calm and soothe me. I, I want to be. That's what, I thought we were doing it. You wanted us to just like uh-uh. scream with you, though. Okay, all right, we'll do that next time. That's fine. <laughs> but seriously, I don't. You know, that's kind of a good point, Nick. But at the same time, it's not like it's a secret. It's not like everybody's you know keeping that one in a bushel that the Hornets are playing regular season basketball games now. Like just go. It wasn't. Uh, I thought the Atlanta game was a good crowd and well attended, and the atmosphere was good during that twenty point comeback. No, Double M fifteen makes a great point on the chat. It's hard to give away free tickets at times. That's so. There was a guy that uh, uh, chatted me uh, up on Twitter and said, "I've got three tickets and I, I can't find anyone to go." Listen, I'm, Doug. I would just say this: they've had one Friday night game. They've had one Wednesday night game. Right? Those Wednesday night games are going to be a little more. All tough. I'm saying, they got, two, they got two weekend games coming up. Step um, up. I think to Nick's point. Let's see. Fans uh, right, need to mind. step Hornets up. Fans, get your crap together. Get your act Doug's together. coming after you. You, Amazon, Twitter, all the big boys. I'm going after every one of them. Okay. Say goodbye to Amazon, Charlotte. By the way, not it's anymore. Gone. Not coming now. Yeah. No. What is it? No. What, what was CLT is Prime? No, they're not. They're not prime until they get to Spectrum Center every once in a while. Spend some money, okay? What have we learned this week from the Charlotte Hornets, David? What have you? This is we've we've got we we're, we what five no four games under our belt. What have four you learned? Games in. I have learned this, and this is this is confirmed fact. Uh, Dwight Howard is better than Miles Plumley. Um, <laughs> I just wanted you guys just just to go to the White House. That's right. Just a let. Don't step. Don't step on the hill to the chief breathe. drop. I, I gotta let it breathe. I'll get. I'll get it. Uh, we got eighty-two games. Uh, a couple numbers for you, Dwight. Seventy-one total rebounds in four games in thirteen games last year. My man, Miles, forty-two rebounds. Dwight passed that in his third game. Average about 3.2 rebounds last year. Dwight's putting up a few more than that, 18 a game. I mean, he's dominating. All kidding aside, though, he's been fantastic. Um, that trade, you can understand why Hornets fans were thrilled with that trade for for two reasons. Uh, we get the apprehension from the Atlanta fans and what we've heard, but giving uh, you know the, the the flip side of that, Dwight has been a a vision. People were understandably worried that this was just, here we go again, Dwight Howard moving to another team. They didn't buy the whole Steve Clifford-Dwight Howard reunion. Didn't think it would make a difference. Didn't didn't think Dwight would. <laughs> David said, David on the chat said, don't at me, Doug. I'm going to the Orlando game on Sunday. Good for you, David. Um, but And I mean, it could, Doug, it could... We could still see some bumps, right? Like things are going pretty good right now. Uh, there's a long season to go. It could get bumpy, but I mean, my gosh, to just finish your point, I think it's been all good for here from from Charlotte fans. Nick, what have you learned from the Hornets this week? <laughs> to be honest, like I, I <laughs> please I, I, please well, be honest. I avoid really like 
I don't know. I mean, I agree with David's point that like Dwight certainly is certainly an upgrade over Miles Plumley, but it's like this is a know, great point. Confirmed. I could say like okay, like I guess I'll say like Jeremy Lamb looks pretty good, right? He hasn't been like the numbers don't like analytically the numbers don't support him. He hasn't been like very his PER is still under fifteen, I think, which is you know that's that's below average despite him averaging fifteen points a game. Um, I don't know. It's just there. There's it's it's so hard to say like what do, what have we learned at this point because we're four games in. I just don't want to jump to conclusions at this point. So you don't want to you don't want to like be part of our small sample size theater. Yeah. This is a long drop. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I'm I'm very no. I I am. I'm very anti small sample size because like. You know, it's like you find it interesting. No, you, it's like someone's like, oh, like, I know it's a small sample size, but check this out. And it's like, you know, that's probably not going to be true in, in, in a month and a half. So, like, I don't know. Oh, go write um, about it. Go write about it on NBAMath.com. I'm all about it. Let's. I, I want to learn something. Actually, you know what's bugging me? I forgot about this, too. You know what's bugging me about Jeremy <laughs> Lamb right now? And I think he's been, you know, the consistent score that the Hornets have needed he he's yeah. not he's not the hero that they may have wanted, but he's the hero that they needed. And, but this bugs me, and this was bugging Steve Clifford as well because he let out a big old JC after this. Let me see if I can play it on the screen behind me there. This rebound, like he just no, you got to have that rebound, Jeremy. Let's see if I can get it up on the big screen too. We'll play it up here. All right, so Wilson Chandler in the corner, recovers, just watches it, stroll, stroll. Like, you have to react to that. You got That's one you have to secure. Instead, he lets it bounce off his hands, and the Nuggets get another chance at it. I'll, I'll, I'll say this in terms of, you know, something we have learned. This team does have more depth. I mean, like, especially, not, not necessarily a point guard right now, obviously, but um, on the wing and in the, at the forward spot, this team rolls with a bit of talent I mean, I'm not going to necessarily they're, you know, like, like put it this way, Johnny O'Brien as their fifth big playing right now is, is a significant upgrade to anyone they could have had at this position last season. If they're, I can't even think of who the fifth big was last season. I guess it was Spencer Hawes. Yeah, it was Spencer Hawes. Mm-hmm. Um, very happy with Johnny O'Brien compared to Spencer Hawes at this point. So um, they just have guys that they can interchange now. When last season, if one of these, you know, if a wing went out or whoever it is, the guy replacing him just couldn't really keep things going. And I think you're seeing to a small extent guys like Bacon stepping up and playing fairly well. Lamb's playing fairly well. Johnny O'Brien is able to fill in and, and play solid minutes. So that's encouraging. It's pretty amazing that they're playing as confidently as they are without a, a true backup point guard to organize them, to command them. I mean, they've been play- they've they've sort of... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Compensated for their lack of organization with an intensity and and a purpose. Uh, you know, Clifford lo- loves to say purpose of play. What he really means is like, if you want to shoot it, shoot it. If you want to pass it, pass it. Don't hesitate because hesitation on offense equals letting the defense react to you and lock down on you. Um, here's what I've learned: the Hornets have stepped up to the challenge that Steve Clifford laid out for them to be a better defensive team than they were last season. Challenge them to be a top five defense in the league. And so far, through four games, I understand it's a small sample size, but, and I understand also that they've played some 
some offenses that are well, they're going to get a test tonight. I'll just say that against Houston. They've they played Atlanta, Detroit, uh, Denver, and even Milwaukee. Milwaukee had one, you know, they had Giannis, and then that's that's really it for them offensively because uh, Chris Middleton hasn't been shooting well, et cetera, et cetera, on down the line. They didn't have Brogdon for that game. Okay. So they're going to get a true test tonight of this defense, but so far they're fourth in defensive rating, top 10 in denying rim opportunities and three-point opportunities, and fourth in, in defensive field goal percentage from three. And that's something they couldn't do at all last season. A lot of that has to do with Dwight Howard. Those are huge changes year over year. Hornets' wings are able to over-pursue on their closeouts and their rotations. They're running shooters off the three-point line. That shooter then has a choice to make, either pull up in the mid-range or deal with Dwight Howard underneath. And more often than not, these shooters are pulling up from mid-range. And that's been good for the Hornets' defense. So, again, we're going to have to see if that's going to continue against James Harden and Eric Gordon. Big key to this game tonight, fouling. Can the Hornets keep... They shoot, uh, I think, over 22 attempts per game. The Rockets. The Hornets or the The Rockets? Rockets. Oh, yeah. Wow. Because both Eric Gordon and Dwight Howard doing a great job of getting to the free throw line, as always. And they're driving to the rim a lot because some of these three point opportunities are going begging. Take advantage of the three point opportunities, don't foul. And then Clint Capella versus Dwight Howard is going to be interesting as well, guys. Clint Capella averaging a double double. This is not the Capella that you once knew. (laughs) <laughs> he's he can score and and he can be effective on both ends of the floor. So Dwight Howard's going to have his hands full in this one. Well, as Doug, well. You, you mentioned the free throws. We talked about it before the last game. The Hornets, I think, have the biggest differential in the league between them and their opponents shooting the free throws. The Hornets shoot like thirty a game. So I mean, that's going to be a key in this game too, and they, that helped them stay in most of these games. They didn't need it the other night, but normally that's something that helps them keep track with some of these opponents. And Kimball Walker, according to CleanTheGlass.com, which is one of my favorite stat sites right now, according to them, Kimball Walker is tops in the league in terms of at his position in terms of not fouling. So that's got to keep up against Eric Gordon. You got to keep that up, and somehow deny him access to the rim because he's been very effective around the rim. Okay. Enjoy the game tonight. That's all the time we have. Get to Spectrum Center for this one. Friday night game. No excuses. Thanks so much for listening to Locked On Hornets <laughs> here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Follow us on Twitter at Locked On Hornets. Subscribe to us on iTunes. While you're there, give us a five-star review and tell somebody, tell a friend about Locked On Hornets, the best Hornets talk that you can find anywhere on this fun Friday. Shoot us your Hornets questions and thoughts to buzzbuzz at LockedOnHornets.com. Thanks so much to everyone in the live chat. What up, Nest? We really appreciate it. If you haven't watched us on YouTube yet, YouTube.com forward slash LockedOnHornets. For David and Nick, I'm Doug. Go Hornets. Go America. Beat the Rockets. Let's swarm sharp.